Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast, the New York Jets Audio Experience hosted by me, Tyler, and we are back for episode 39 of the Game Plan Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, on this Wednesday. Um, a little uh, disconnected, I guess, from New York Jets Patriots, as many fans should be on this Wednesday afternoon. Um, not a pretty game, not a pretty game. Um, I did end up attending with my dad um, for the home opener, and it was fun. The game was fun. Heading into the game was fun. Tailgates, looking at all the Jets fans, 75,000 large, show up to MetLife Stadium. And then you walk, in, you walk into the stadium and you get this like rush of adrenaline. You start getting pumped up. You see all the fans, all of them screaming and yelling and hollering. And then the game begins. And then it starts off with a should-be fumble by Kendrick Bourne, I believe, of the Patriots. That was a whistle blown too early um, that ended up maintaining possession for the Patriots, and it all really went down from there. After that, you could tell the crowd you know, died down a little bit. They didn't really have that same energy that they did heading in. You know, crowd got pumped back up on that third and 19 from Mac Jones, um, sacked by Sheldon Rankins, crowd went crazy. And then Zach Wilson, you know, after his per- first pick, the fans were like, all right, you know, it happens, he's a rookie. Second pick comes, okay, bad read, should have thrown to Elijah Moore in the flat. Third interception comes, and you're like, okay, we're done, the game's over. It's unfortunate, but a Bill, Bel- a Bill Belichick coach defense isn't isn't what Zach Wilson wanted his Sunday afternoon to look like, right? He, he wanted a uh, probably a calm game, a game where he could start getting into the rhythm. And he even said after the game, after that second interception, that he was just like, yeah, I, I got out of rhythm. The rhythm was lost. Um, of course, paraphrasing here, but it, it's rough. And it's rough to see a rookie quarterback throw four interceptions on any given weekend. I don't care if it's against you know Bill Belichick, which many expected this kind of game to come about, right? Many expected this game to you know, come down to the wire, at least go to the fourth quarter, which it didn't. But you saw the defense, they competed, they 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 stuck their team in the game until really, I guess, the second half, and then things started to get out of control because I believe it was 13-3 entering the third quarter. And then after that, it kind of, yeah, it spiraled out of control. You know, the Jets' defense really, um, they, they did all they could, but the Patriots scored 16 points off Zach Wilson's turnovers, which isn't a lot, honestly, considering that they could have scored, you know, 28. But it's still, it's still unfortunate that Zach uh, threw the four picks. But it's a learning experience, you know. You, all you could take out of this game is that Bill Belichick read Zach like a book, and you know, I think many people are saying even though he didn't blitz, you know, Zach didn't throw under pressure. He threw those four picks, three out of those four picks, not under a blitz. I think what Bill Belichick thought in his mind before the game was he was going to go into it not blitzing as much as the Jets thought he was going to. And I think this was a really good point. Someone brought this up, but I think the same way. I think Bill Belichick saw the way the Panthers approached the Jets' offense in week one and did the opposite. He 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 reversed engineered their thinking, the Jets' thinking, and I think it really worked out. I think Zach Wilson and the Jets' offense expected the blitz. They expected you know, all this pressure from Bill Belichick and all these exotic looks, but at the end of the day, he was dropping seven, eight, nine back, and he was really only, you know, blitzing on, I believe it was, you know, less than 30% of his dropback sacks. So I, th- I think it I think it goes to show that Bill Belichick is just on a different level than some of these other coaches in the NFL, and I think, you know, you can, it's only one game, and you can only take so much out of it. You can't look long-term. The, the people who are saying, yeah, Zach's a bust, he's not he's not built for the NFL after week two, come on, be, be realistic and, you know, take into consideration what Zach worked with for the majority of that game. 
Um, you know, the offensive line didn't prove, but, you know, um, you know, it's a bad metric to measure Zach off one game and one portion of, you know, bad play. You know, Aaron Rodgers didn't play well in week one. Are we writing him off as a bust? Are we writing him off as, you know, not able to play in the NFL? No, we're not. And I, I think I think it's I think you should take that into consideration when evaluating Zach for these next few games and especially these next few weeks against like, you know, a Broncos team, a Titans team that has gotten better. Um and I think I think that's all I really have to say about the Patriots game. Um, I think just take these next few weeks with a grain of salt. We've seen improvement from the offense. We've seen improvement with the defense. You know, guys like Michael Carter and Michael Carter the second, the two Michael Carters, you know, they're keepers, right? I mean, the running game on, on Sunday was great. Uh, the offensive line opened up, you know, plenty full of holes that, you know, Michael Carter and uh, Ty Johnson really ate up. Um, and I think it'll be important for the next few games to sustain that success moving forward. Um on the ground specifically because this offense was originally built for, you know, the ground game. And I think Zach Wilson and the Jets as a whole will, you know, be a lot more calm and collected if the ground game is working in, you know, contagion with uh, the rest of the offense. So I think that that is a that's an important point there. And, you know, just moving on, moving on from this game. Uh, Sunday wasn't pretty, um, but you got to move on. You have to move forward and looking forward to the Broncos game. Um, you know, quarterback Teddy Bridgewater, uh, a guy who, uh, you know, has kind of become a journeyman, not so much to the Josh McCown or Ryan Fitzpatrick levels, but he, he's been around, um, but he's been playing well with the Denver Broncos. And I don't, I don't think you can discredit what they've done over there with their defense, um, their offensive line, their entire offense as a whole has played, you know, generally better than I think many people have been, had expected heading into the 2021 season, but, uh, you know, kudos to them. Hats off to them for really um, supplying their quarterback with weapons. You know, you got guys like um, I think they have Javante Williams. They drafted. Um, they uh, have Cortland Sutton, the guy who you know it's going to be a matchup nightmare, right, for the Jets. I mean, although the cornerbacks have played you know, really exceptionally well throughout these first two weeks, it's going to be a challenge against the Broncos. Uh, they'll be without Jerry Judy, of course, BC still working back from that high ankle sprain. But you have guys, you know coming on this Broncos team that really didn't have many expectations coming into the season. And I think that's really dangerous for NFL players because once you really underestimate them and throw them under the rug, that's when they perform at their highest. So I think, you know, a guy like Jerry Juni and a guy like Cortland Sutton who really weren't talked about much in the offseason are just really here. More, more, more Teddy Bridgewater than uh, Jerry Judy, guys that were really just, you know, thrown around and not, not care as much in the league, but, you know, coming on this Broncos team, a lot of underrated guys. Um, I think it'll be important. It'll be important for the Jets to really hit on all cylinders in this one, because it's not going to be an easy game. The Broncos are 2-0 for a reason. They beat teams. Um, albeit, you know, the Giants who are not a very good football team. And um, I actually don't remember who they played last week. I believe it may have been the, um, well, nonetheless, um, they're a very good football team, and they played exceptionally well throughout the first two weeks, and you can really hope the Jets just, you know, build on what we've seen for the past couple of weeks on defense and on offense. Zach, of course, plays well in the first week. Team doesn't really play well around him, doesn't play well in the second week, and the team just, you know, plays really well overall. So I think, um, you know, take away the grain of salt. The Broncos did play actually the Jaguars in week two. So two pretty bad football teams. So I think it's a good test for the Broncos to go up against the Jets team that I personally think is way better than the Broncos, uh, that 
personally think is way better than the Jaguars and Giants. Um, so I think they can they can they can make a more competitive game out of Denver, and I think they could really um, test Denver's limits here. But you know they're playing in Mile High. It's a you know, high altitude, not oxygen supplies, not as good up there, you know, so I, I, a lot of players do complain playing in Denver. It's, it's hard to play. Uh, it's hard to breathe. Um, so I think teams do prepare for that. That's another, you know, external reason out of the game, um, more, more towards the environment that I think the Jets should be prepared for a tough fight, a, um, a long day. Um, and I think there's going to be, the Jets are really going to establish the run. They're going to try to, they're going to really try to, you know, push the ball down the field. Um, not not risking turnovers, but Zach did talk early in the offseason that you have to take chances. You have to, you know, throw the ball down the field. You have to force it down the field to get these big plays. Sometimes a turnover. We saw four of those on Sunday, but hopefully Zach can contain his big arm a little bit better. And I hope Michael Ford can put him in some better situations where he'll tell Zach, you know, this is your guy. This is your read. Don't go crazy. Don't don't start running out of the pocket and, you know just throwing off your back foot and, uh, you know, messing up your mechanics. And we, we saw some of Zach's sloppy mechanics on Sunday. You know, it wasn't talked about too much pre-draft because at BYU, he was just throwing at guys who were just wide open and he could throw from all these crazy arm angles. But in the NFL, I think it's important that you have to sustain a consistent um, mechanical tree where you can, you know, throw off your back foot and it'll, it, it'll, it'll be messy, but it'll be completed. And I think Zach is maybe try too hard in that department, but I think he'll, he'll improve that as the weeks go on. Um, but overall, yeah, I'm looking forward to Sunday. Um, make sure to check, um, out on the jet press. I have, uh, a week, a weekly preview on there. I previewed, of course, the Panthers and Patriots, and I have a preview of the Denver Broncos also on tap, um, coming at the end of this week. So I hope you guys can, um, check that out and make sure you follow me on uh, Instagram at New York Jets Game Plan, Twitter at New York Jets Game Plan, and I will make sure to keep posting some content on there for you guys to follow along with everything New York Jets. So I appreciate everyone sticking around for this episode of the Game Plan Podcast. Um, make sure you tune in Sunday because it'll, it should be a good game. It shouldn't be a blowout. Um, I think Denver will keep it close, uh, and the Jets will certainly keep it close, try to at least. Um, but overall, I appreciate everyone sticking around for this episode of the pod. I'm Tyler, and I will see you next week.